0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: Sponsored by 1010 Podcasts.
2: The Celtic Exchange, a fresh insight on Celtic Football Club.
1: Welcome to episode 39 of the Celtic Exchange. This is Paddy and today I'm joined by Myth and Jamie. Another busy week of football as we competed in the Europa League against Real Betis and the league against Livingston. It's fair to say that there have been some serious questions being raised regarding our current away form in both the league and in Europe. Myth, how are you feeling after last week?
2: Oh, Paddy, hello James. Not too great in a, in a football sense. I'm really disappointed. I feel we're just kind of trapped in a vicious circle of, but I hope, but bit of expectation. Just a shuddering reminder of where we are in the process of rebuilding the team. That said, I've seen some fairly wild takes on this. It's almost like everybody's forgotten where we were last year and the kind of activity or lack of during the summer. I still don't think the manager's been backed to any great degree. Players have came in, but it's been a bit of a swap rather than a wholesale backing of them. But taking the, the European games out of the equation and looking at looking at it purely from an SPL context... The three away performances this season have been absolutely grim.
1: Yeah, I totally agree with you there on that one, it's, Myth. Um, it's something that is concerning us, I think. Um, you look at the performance yesterday, um, albeit, you know, a lot of Celtic teams over the years have been given that bit of an excuse after European away that there's um, a bit of like leeway and you're grinding out a hard result, but there just wasn't much from that yesterday that really gives you hope. There wasn't much grinding, there wasn't much fight there at all. What about yourself, uh, James? What What's your view on the past week of games that we've played?
0: To you on that point on the you know, post-European games first and foremost I think that's got to stop That's a, a mental slackness that shouldn't exist You know, you're playing a game three days later mm. You might be in a way, it might be a hard effort It might be in travel travelling involved But you're playing Livingston and you're better than Livingston So yeah. European Hangovers for me doesn't wash in, in any way on, on balance of the whole thing, I'm still relatively relaxed You know, as Miff said, we're at a point in the process And people need to you know, take awareness of that Where we are in this process for me, the biggest disappointment has come from guys who are chapping at the door saying, I want to play first team for Celtic. And then they throw in that nonsense. We've got a lot of players out. There's opportunities for guys. You know, we'll get through the team at some point, I suppose. If, we, if we're focusing mostly on Sunday instead of Betis, then, you know, it's it's really just the guys who are, like I said, chapping the door, not showing up for me. The manager gave them a plan to get out there with. I don't think he gets away scot-free. I think he's got to learn as much as everyone else. It was quite clear from... Half an hour in, that flying down the wings and putting a mixture of quality of crosses into the box wasn't going to work when you've got a jetty there and a bunch of big farmers around them. You know, it's just not going to happen. So where was the adjustment? Where was the coaches to say, I've learned this in the first half hour, first 60 minutes, first 85 minutes. Change it up, we, you know, suggest X, y, I suggest excited. I saw a bit of Striking Kennedy sitting on the bench doing nothing. And I'm looking for more activity on the bench there.
1: Yeah I, I, I totally agree with you on that They weren't as animated as I've actually seen them in a lot of other games And mm-hmm. quite an easy one for us to kind of sit and just try and judge stuff on body language But you know it reeked of certain games from last season for me Just uh, the running out of ideas um, And kind of just not not really knowing what, what they wanted to try and attempt But we'll cover some li- uh, some of the Livingston game later on on this, uh, on this show today guys I wanted to kind of talk about first of all the Betis game it's not every day you go and play against a team that plays in La Liga week in, week out and score three goals and st- still lose the game. But it's very Celtic in Europe, I would say. So it was a tough game. Obviously, we were 4-3 was the, was the final result. Um, what was your take on the game? What did you what did
2: you make of it? I, I think it's just a, another example of, of what this team currently is. And that's a team that is capable of scoring goals, but probably looks like conceding the most attacks, that, most dangerous attacks that come close to its goal. It really is edge-of-your-seat stuff. Especially, we don't seem to have that adjustment in our game where we're able to just control the game. We seem to be happy for the game to be inherent madness where it's almost like a basketball game. We we just seem to be comfortable with that. We seem to be comfortable being on the edge. However, despite being comfortable with that or comfortable that the flow of the game goes like that, it's not going in our favour right now. It works at Celtic Park. Absolutely, it works. But what we have shown... Especially in a couple of European games Against classy opposition We can score the goals But we just don't have the defensive pattern And that, that's not just the four people playing in defence it's, it's the way the whole team defends Just is not equipped to defend properly in Europe mm-hmm. And I think we do need to accept Both me and James have made the point already We do need to accept we are at a stage In a process Managers want to get his ideas across Wants to play in a very certain way to me, it, it seems like the players that have been brought in, or some of them, are at odds with that. Starfield in particular. If you're going to play a kind of high-pressing game and leave somebody isolated, one-on-one, Starfield to me doesn't look like somebody that's entirely comfortable with that. To me, it seems a backs-to-the-wall, you know, kind of defending, uh, defending his box yeah. type defender. So surely mobility, for me, would be the first item in the agenda if you were looking for a centre-half that's going to impress your style of play on the game. Another point I would make is the team just doesn't look the same without Greg Taylor on it. <laughs> uh, that was I, for James. I know. I honestly don't even know if you're serious. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if you're
1: serious now. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah, had yeah, are taking a go. Maybe they discussed yeah. discuss <laughs> yeah.
1: One of the things that you mentioned there is about um, Starfelt and kind of how he, he looks like a defender who likes to be under the caution. A bit of a last ditch defender. I agree with you on that. However, I still think he's 26. There's got to be coaching there, well, hasn't
2: there? I don't, I'm not... I'm that, that was just an example of the meshing of Andy Stella play and yeah. that type of player being that we are led to believe he's identified him as a player he wanted and then meant to bring in. Now again, as we know for the whole Mackay debacle that we discussed last week and who's brought who in, everything seems really, really murky around that. It might have be been as simple as do you want him or him and uh, option B was it, terrible. It, it, well, it, it, exactly, not. And, and that's the, uh, the other mystery around Celtic is how we recruit who recruits you then know we go for option B then <laughs> I'd like to see we watch options <laughs> B's optimise a stormer I, I, I know I know but it's all these wee things and they start to accumulate when you go on a run like, like we're on just now they start to accumulate and you go right well I mean I think it's more than reasonable for us to ask these questions because we're going to the games every week we're, we're watching this and we're saying mm, it's not quite been sold the scene in my opinion we knew Edward there's a high probability Edward was going to leave the replacement has been no. you look at this two ways do you want last season's top Eredivisie scorer to come in? Yes, yes, please. Oh, he's not played for me, and um, he's got he's got to take six weeks to get up to speed. Well, no, I don't want him then because and my know. best player's going to leave. My best player's going to leave. I need somebody. I need a Furieashi. He's got to come in and just hit the ground running. And you spent six weeks not signing him, by the way. Uh, yes, it, you know it's it's that sort of stuff. It's just an absolute shambles. It's year in, year out. With that, there wasn't. It? Oh, that's...
0: I would take a, a kind of step back on that in terms of pointing to the process and pointing to what Ange says about scouting, sporting science and things of that ilk and a CEO now. So you can see if Ange gets his first window in and he says, right, that's that dealt with at least until, well, not the scouting, but the signing is dealt with until January. Let us let the CEO crack on with getting me a sports science guy, getting me a scouting operation set up. That's now stalled because certainly we get two guns out and they're shooting both our feet. is Michael Nicholson going to start making executive orders at the moment or is he just going to coast it until it's time to, start to work out what the hell
1: they're doing? Really needs to change very quickly. I'm hopeful that, you know, there was works in place from Mackay and um, maybe stuff that they did like if there wasn't stuff, uh, if there was stuff that they didn't, that hopefully kind of leads us into, to, you know, making a few announcements of people coming in that are, are, are going to do the job that I'm just kind of looking for because... As we mentioned before, you mentioned about a scouting network doing its job and uh, everyone behind the scenes doing their job. Ange himself came out and said, myself and Dom have been looking at all the players. And mm-hmm. that, that right there, you're like, that's we're too big a club.
0: It's, it's the goes because I was talking to someone that I said earlier today. Like, so to watch a player, and it's maybe videos, most likely videos, yeah. to watch a player and work out if he is or is not, might take you three years of footage, you know, going through his games and stuff like that, watching his off the ball playing and these kind of things, to find out it's a no-go. So see, you have to look at eight players To find out one's good enough Yeah, That's 24 hours And then you may not get him Because the signing doesn't work out He doesn't want to come But the money's no right Blah 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 That can't fall on your manager And in no modern football club With the turnover that Celtic has Should that ever be the case Unless like, they're an absolute micromanager Where he's got a whole team of guys That send them Right I've watched this watch this half an hour worth of condensed stuff and yeah. tell me a yes or no, and then I'll go get him. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. And it's something obviously we probably won't find out, but it's um, there is a concern there, definitely, and how that these kind of things have been managed. One of the things that is concerning me at the moment is that looking at the game against Betis, obviously we took a two-goal lead and things were looking quite rosy. We we're actually playing some really good football. I was looking at the stats earlier on about the game there today with more possession than Betis, and we outpassed them mm-hmm. by almost 200 passes which for a Scottish team against a Spanish team you're not expecting that at all I was I was very impressed with the way we actually moved the ball about but it was in the other way it was soaking up the pressure again we're just not able to do it the thing that was concerning me the most guys and I don't know what your view on this is that the defence came in for a lot of criticism and rightly so with some of the, the, the things that happened with some of the goals but when you're relying on someone like David Turnbull and Tom Roger to drop back and help someone with like sorrow, that was wasn't happening that's for me where a lot of the goals actually started coming in they put a lot more pressure on and there wasn't enough tracking back what was your view on that James
0: that's a huge gap and yeah. it's, it's been evident in the last two games those two guys f- playing together when you need to dig in for something isn't happening Turnbull for me has got all the talent and he's really starting to make me question you know, my analysis of, a, of his early ability because it's quite consistent now he's maybe had a couple of good games a season but the rest of the time, it's been pretty turgid. Myself and Sinki were talking about it in a post match early in the season. I think it was one of the games we won, you know, six scored six goals in it. He was still pretty poor. Yeah. Um, not the one he scored three in, obviously, the other one. That That is a problem in the tra- tracking back. What I've also noticed is the, is the return of the negative pass, you know, the recycling the ball type pass. Yeah. And you look at the first, you know, six, seven games a season, it was all get it to Abada, you know, get it to Christie, you know, using that kind of positive to put the pressure on them particularly when Soros on, it's a kind of turn and find something negative. Yep. Ball and goalie was guilty of it yesterday. So that doesn't seem to be to instruction. That, that's not the football that Ange promised us, showed us. Mm-hmm. A bit of change of personnel that has gone away. Yeah. So that,
1: that's a big concern for me. What I would say then, obviously with the Betis game, I, I think we can actually kind of, like we can move on from that. We'll, we'll, we've spoke about it, obviously it was like it was last week. It was one of those games for me that we should have held the lead. We didn't, but We still, I think, in a way, gave a good account of ourselves going forward, like you were saying, Miff. But obviously the worry is, and we go on to this again, the worry is is, is our our defence. One of the things that's really, really worrying me just now, guys, is that we don't seem to have a settled back four yet. And we're, you know, we're nearing the end of September. And this is the same old story for Celtic, not having that settled back line four players that are going to play, not week in, week out, but that that's going to be the nucleus of your defence and it still doesn't seem to have been settled yet. So obviously we lost Carl uh, Starfield for the game yesterday and in came Stephen Welsh and uh, we also uh, decided to move Jananovic back over to the right and bring in Bolli goalie who made his first league start for the season. I actually think yesterday looking at the defence, apart from the goal and apart from a, a horrendous mistake from Stephen Welsh, just not reading it properly, They'd done okay. Joe Hart had obviously that that save he had to make point blank, but I can't remember much else other than the goal and that save. For me yesterday, it was more about going forward again and just not being able to break them down. What was your view on the, the attacking side of things yesterday, James?
0: Do You just come off the back a bit of saying it's defence is the problem. Yeah. Yesterday it was the final third. Absolutely. Um, and I mean, you know, the, the, the six players who should be involved in the final third because there was no creation... There was no movement. The movement you get from Kugel, you're not going to get from a jetty. Yeah. He scored a few goals in the last few games. That's fine. He's never a Celtic player for me. That's just my opinion on the guy. And I just think he shows, he's not going to come and fetch and carry. He's not going to harry defenders as much as a Kugel will make smart runs all that kind of stuff. Abada and Jota were just lacklustre yesterday. So if you get two guys who aren't feeding it right and a guy who's not going to come and fetch it, then you're looking, okay, what can I get from Roggich and Turnbull? And Roggich did a few wee bits and bobs, you know, wee touches, but it's almost like Harlem Globetrotters type stuff. You know, it's not, you know, make it penetrative or or not at all. So that Turnbull, I thought he just disappeared out of the game yesterday. And then McCarthy had a very poor first start, you know, from start to finish. So that's the six players I've got there and none of them had any more than a 6
1: out of 10 game. One of my things on that, one of my, my views on that thing with a yeti, and I, I totally agree with you. He's he's not offering that much. He wasn't. He doesn't drop in. He doesn't drop back to kind of receive the ball. I think one of the reasons why, and my opinion on it is, is how high Rodic is. Um, Rodic's very almost like a, almost playing like a second striker sometimes. He does come and carry from like the the, the center circle, but other than that, there's not much room for a, a yeti to really drop back in. Now. There was also no confidence in David Turnbull or James McCarthy to play the ball through the middle yesterday. Everything went to the wings. We we noticed very early on that there wasn't much coming from Jananowicz and Abada, And I can't remember how many attacks started from down the left wing.
2: I I would like to just come in on a more general point here, which I found quite quite baffling, is we seem to walk into the same disaster at Livingston that we've happily walked into under previous managers. I think there's enough staff and players there that would have been able to give the new coaching setup or head coach you the rest of the setup's the same. A bit of a heads up on that. And yet we just seem to willingly walk in and make the exact same mistakes that we've made every defeat and draw that we've had there in the and past year. And years. you have played
1: the same and the, every one of those games. So what do you think that is then? Do you think that there's there's reasons behind part, that? Are we part with the stubbornness,
2: Part stubbornness for the manager because just, I don't we'll think just play he, our game. Don't he's like no we'll just worry about us. Part that the other staff in there may not have any sort of Pool with the manager or respect for the manager They come in or they might not feel comfortable enough to go with the manager shouldn't, shouldn't they not feel comfy are the players maybe you know I, I don't know have, have they not spoken up I, I, I find that I find that fanciful I, I think they would speak up and say listen boss might need be a different game we play here but whatever the reasons are we, we served up the same sort of tripe that we've had to watch at Livingston before and it's getting to the stage now where you're like right okay wait a minute here like James said you're a better team the better players you find a way Now, other teams go there and they just get the ball forward a bit quicker. We just do not move the ball forward quickly enough. And that might mean you need to sacrifice a bit of possession control. But ultimately, that's the only way you're going. If if you let them settle and, you know, the worst possible thing happened, a a reasonably early goal for them, that just sets the tone. They've got something to hold on to. They just set their stall out, defend that 18-yard box, push Celtic out wide. That's what they want. And we just didn't we looked unable to do anything to buck that train.
1: What would be your view on the park then? So my my, my thinking on yesterday, I don't like using the park as an excuse. I totally agree with you. We're a better team than them. So, you know, you look at the the trubbins we are giving them at Celtic Park. At the end of the day, we're a better team. I think we're a lot quicker than them. But for me, there's something in the fact that that part's not even watered before the game. It runs very slow. See, any time they try to play the ball along the deck, a low cross, it held up so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then there were limited to float the cross and your man at the back just won everything yesterday. Aye, loved it. So I'm not using it as an excuse. It does have something in it though. It does have its part. That, that would it, make it an it, excuse. It shouldn't.
0: There's two things, right? The pitch is there. We know the pitch is there. You need to deal with that and win the game. The second thing is, to the SFA, I, you know, I use this phrase a lot, what kind of game do we want to have here? So Livingston can come out quite justifiably and say, you know, we're a small company. We need to make money. We can make money off of that during the week. We can say, much do you really make? 25, 30 grand a year Right, tell you what We're going to get Our job right Find sponsors For the trophies And the tournaments And generate that money And give that 30 grand To every club I'm not working the SFA I can work out a way To solve that in five minutes Where are they on this? So when teams like Hamilton and Livingston Come out and say Oh we need revenue Say, "Well, There's the revenue Shut up Get a grass park
1: Vote for, J- vote for James at
2: the next SFA chair meeting. Got to say, yeah, no, I, no, I I, no, I don't think i wear the right aprons, Patrick. <laughs> no, <laughs> no I you... no, no, think the SFA's got that type of gravitas. You know what I mean? Ah, you heard that there. Uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> but as it's a nonsense, you know, th- th- this has got multi-million pounds riding on it for Champions League, and yeah. we're putting up with this garbage. It's just ridiculous. My first point stands. Celtic should still
2: go out and win the game, but Scottish football in the, t- in the top level shouldn't have plastic patches. I, I think. I think both. It doesn't need to be. Mutual exclusive so but it sounds bad us saying that <laughs> just after we've been beat there we should have won but I, t- I take your point the product that we're trying to serve up it just doesn't look great we, if if eight or nine teams in the league can you know look after a grass pitch with significant quality yeah. there's no reason why the other three are whatever can't so.
1: but I also agree with you in the sense that we can't play our product of football on that part and like, maybe not so much Lenin but there was times where under Lennon as well It was quite fast and, and free-flowing, especially under Rogers as well. Livingston's not a nice part to play on and and it, is, and it slows right down. So you're absolutely right.
2: I think there is a call that we change it up a bit then. The, the other thing we should bear in mind here is Longston were bottom of the league yesterday. Yeah. That's, that's, that's we, we've, we've, yeah. We've, walked, we've just walked right in on that and I'm 100% behind Ange, absolutely, but it doesn't mean we can't question things as we see them and I just think rather than that solely being on Ange, I think as a collective, a group of coaches and players, they knew it was coming. Yeah, it seems like naivety, though, no doesn't it? And 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 that for me just whoever is to blame for that is unacceptable.
0: Yeah. I think there's you know, there's valid criticism for Angie yesterday and one of them is Bolly, and You know, a guy's not even in a European squad, mm-hmm. is, you know, slotted in at left back. When you've had a guy in Montgomery who's not done anything wrong at left back in particular and he gives you a bit of attacking threat there as well. I don't care what Bolling did with COVID and all that stuff. Footballers do stupid things. He's just not good enough. He didn't do anything wrong yesterday. He just didn't do anything right. You know, it was just a kind of a,
1: a game that he was just ineffective in. He actually started to seem him cramp up around right about the... Um, you should, he's not played football. No, yet. I know, I know. It's, I'm not putting anything on him for that. Around um, right about the 70th minute. And, but again, as I said, they didn't stop bringing the ball down the left. You uh, know, and it's yeah. one of those things like... Um, I'm I'm very impressed so far with what I've seen with uh, Juranovic, but yesterday again, I don't know if it's they're the, the, the just not comfortable playing that part. No one seemed comfortable. We look at I'm going on to James McCarthy now as well. Some of his passing yesterday was absolutely disgraceful. Erratic Uh yeah. just uh, and one of one of my friends made a good point. We we Stevie, good point, point and we shout out for you, mate, o, on your birthday as well. Same birthday as the the King of Kings, Henry last <laughs> Um He made a good, he made a good point that. He's almost worried, looks as if he's worried to injure himself. And I don't know if that's playing in that park or just is everything so brittle? Is, is that the case and we've just signed you on a whim. I mean, players must be where the but this is
0: just going back to like looking at the pitch. But players must look at, you know, playing on a five pitch versus playing on grass and saying, well, I'm not going to, I'm not able to make that kind of challenge. I'm not going to be able to pass that kind of ball. And it gets into their psyche and whatever. But you need to overcome that and do the job. But yeah, I, I agree. Yoranovich
2: is a, Class looks like a class player, and he was nowhere yesterday. There's lots of different things run through it for me. You know, a lot of people like to be black and white in these things. Um it's uh, the polemics they get the Twitter going. I, we know, I know, I know, and there's just so many different nuances to what's going on there now. You know, you mentioned there, Juranovic looks excellent, but his best game yesterday, the ball and goalie one. I'll just file that under bizarre. Uh, um, <laughs> Welsh coming in, making a mistake. I think he's been really poorly handled at the start of this season when if it wasn't for him, you know, he he was the pillar of the defence for the first maybe yeah. six, seven games. It, McCarthy, I kinda think Ange just signed him. He's not based on what we're seeing, he's not an Ange player. Though those those things start to kinda top up. And I, I mean the signing makes sense in terms of a bit of experience holding midfield or something but doing push
0: on. I I, th- I think McCarthy will come good. I think he's unfit, I think
1: he's been unwell.
2: A- agreed. Is this another player that's unfit? I know, but yeah, there's just yeah. and then there's there, you know the only attacking option in the bench is, is Mikey Johnson. This must be version version five now. Of Mikey Johnson, can we call it a day, Mikey? Um, nah,
1: nah. I'm just I, listen. T- I, I, Tino
2: you know this parish thinks the same? <laughs> I, I
1: I just think with we, with we, we someone like Mikey Johnson, sorry, it cut you off there. My apologies. But no, no,
2: I'm, I'm used to on this, Paddy. I'm used
1: to this. <laughs> I said somebody like Mikey Johnson. I I don't know if it's just a case of he's still Still very young, twenty-seven and now. <laughs> he's testimonial next week. <laughs> no, I'm thinking he's still very young, and it's just a case of just finding finding his way. The abilities there, in my opinion, and I think he's a vet, he can be a very influential player when playing a good run of games.
0: I think he's got ability like James Forrest. He's got ability. He's got more bil- ability than he believes. I've never really given my full James Forrest hold up, <laughs> repertoire yeah, hold up, no, 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 I'm not I, having this. I, I think Forrest hey, is it. Like, let, the... let, me, let me finish it. Right? So I, I think Forrest is a very, very talented player. I think Forrest is a better player than Forrest I thinks he is. And that plays out in his game. And I see that in Johnson as well. Johnson's got all the
2: football you want. He just doesn't believe in himself enough. What keeps me hanging on with Johnson is he's scored big goals in the context of the games he's played. He's been a match winner on... Several occasions When he's played for the start And had runs of games But He seems to be really brittle And Mentally or or Possibly both I think He obviously tried to play on At St Johnson And that's been The worst thing I I thought that showed You know
0: Any any player in the world Are you okay They're going to say aye Right I mean I I was completely behind Johnson You know Lenny was a disgrace that day But You know if you ask a player Who's going to play on Can you play on you will say
1: aye
2: And then obviously It 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 wasn't enough And then Lennon Made the mistake of making the sub Rather than
1: do you, know, do you know what Lennon says that to him either way by the way aye. do you know what I mean aye, like, so somebody, to, yeah, somebody to blame if he turns in and says no I'm actually I need to take him off the, I, you've just wasted a sub aye. he would have said the exact interrupt same interrupt us,
0: <laughs> break the, 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 the right manager take, I imagine to I, just, I
1: know I know,
0: the
1: right manager
0: takes that decision out of the players hands and said, right you know I appreciate you are going to try and play on but I'm going to take you off for your own good protect you right
1: so that, that was all Lennon but anyway that's not the point the thing with me with Mikey Johnson, I thought yesterday when he came on, the first five to, to six, seven minutes he was on, he actually brought a bit of life down Give the did more life. drive. But then it's going back to the same story. The movement from a Yeti, non-existent, trying to play along a, a, a floated cross. Every cross was floated yesterday as well. It was another thing that annoyed me. And it just gets headed away for the guy. The guy got one in a match because he won 40 headers. <laughs> and that's it. He never passed that's the ball once. That. Like, no, that's not. That's a made-up stat, but I'm just exaggerating. Paddy. <laughs> It's one of the, it's like it. It's
2: all they done. Is that coaching though for the point of view of what the players are being asked to do? Because you know somebody like Jota, Abada, Johnson when, when he's been fit, those guys are generally pretty direct. You think to yourself, well, the situation yesterday was crying out for directness, right, not go at them. passive floaty crosses into the box. Go at them and if you get the ball took off. You think as you've been crowded out, but at least you're trying to make situations happen. Dare I say, what makes the other team in Glasgow? Or the blue side of Glasgow Because obviously there's plenty of other teams in Glasgow Successful They get the ball at the park quickly against them And they turn them Celtic Celtic don't do that Celtic want to kind of You know Maintain that control And, and it just slows things down On that pitch as well Admittedly mm-hmm. Slows things down And then you resort to that Sort of You know Kind of fought, It's just not You're not really taking so the ball Brady with the horn. These,
0: the these guys are direct You know uh-huh. Naturally direct players you've got a few of their players, a handful of their players on early bookings, all the more reason to go at them and yep. make them commit. Yeah, you absolutely. Know? So, uh, the fact that, you know, we can all see this, you're not getting paid very well for Celtic, um, let me be clear, at all. <laughs> 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 uh, but Kennedy and McManus are sitting on the bench. Yeah. You know, so, w- yeah. w- what are they suggesting? Well, you know, there's three of their guys on bookings early. Go at them direct and make them make
1: a challenge. Aye. Even something as basic as that. Small, small things. And, and yeah, I, I think both, all points have been spot on here because it's, it's a case of, what, what we've just not read, the match preparation has, has seemed to be very poor. Uh, one of the things that was end end the game for me, I almost, I wanted to just go back to the car, was when we made the subs. Stephen Welsh went off for near Beaton. I uh, don't know why. Don't know why. What was your view on that?
2: Like. I, I mean, the the fact that beat still in and around the squad after what he did in the Michelin game, I mean, for me, that would just be a straight-off. But that, that screams... The lack of depth. desperation, isn't it? it's yeah, desperation we need, we need, is. Him, we need him around. Right? I, need, I need a body, you know, looking and at that kind of squad. The other thing is, with the lack of a defensive midfielder, Beaton would be the guy that would be there. We seem to be obsessed with playing him at centre half. To me, Sorrow seems to have been pigeonholed as a defensive midfielder. When I think he's quite nippy on the on the twists and turns, I I see Put him potential a, a bit more further forward. I, he always looks to play a killer pass. And he's, I, I think he's got a decent success rate at creating chances. Do you see potential ha- there with Sorrow? Mm-hmm I don't think he's a defensive midfielder I think he's decent on the ball but he's certainly not a defensive midfielder because whenever he plays the midfield just still seems to give up a hell of a lot more chances than McGregor's in that position I think, in my opinion
1: I think he's one of these players that he's second touches as a tackle in my opinion and and, and when he's been played it can, when, it,
2: it can be it can be but I think the responsibility being a defensive midfielder doesn't seem to suit him because he's not got the discipline to p- play there I think he's actually more a skillful player than a than a stopper that's my, my opinion of him okay um, but is he going to get the chance to play there? I think he'd offer you more in terms of getting box to box than the Rogitcher Turnbull. But I think only one of Rogitcher Turnbull can play is is my opinion. I 100%. think the midfield gets overrun. Otherwise, through the passage of time, we'll see Ryan Christie has been a big loss awesome in there because the energy yeah. that he brought to the team and the pressure on those two guys to I, play for the play. Aye, you know we'll, we'll miss Christie. We don't have anyone as dynamic in the midfield now as as, as Christie was. In as well. Plus Christie could play, play it wide and stuff like that as well. The, the point I was I was actually going to make with regards to, you know, it's all, all very doom and gloom and everybody's raging and wanting to and all that nonsense. None of that. I still remember last year. I remember what I was watching. I remember how I felt. I remember the body language of the players. I remember the body language of the coaching staff and everything. This season is different. It is different. Of course it is. The results aren't great and they might continue not to be great for another six months. I, I really don't know. Let's not forget there have... Been, you know, kind of glimmers of of hope there In performances against better opposition Than we seem to be getting beat off domestically So, all in all, you've brought Ange in We just need to trust him I was speaking to one of my mates earlier And his biggest fear is that the board turn on Ange Aye, they panic And they panic sack him and I think that'd be the worst thing we can possibly couldn't,
0: do. Can't put it past them because we, we don't trust them to do anything. It, right it, exactly. Moment. And and yeah. last
2: season it was their inaction that led us to be in the mess that aye. we're in. And, you, and you, you, could see, you could see them just going lap like bang. And that that when he said that I hadn't really thought about it like that. Return of the track? Uh, no, 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 no. He's, he's in the building anyway. Just show him the way. He'd have been he'd have been happy to play for an old 0 there something. But you know, <laughs> good away point, with good, aye, good big aye. play from They'll end up through the season 4-4-2 four, four, Anyway, moving on for that, Jeez Jeez oh. oh. He's one of a breather. Well, oh. guys, we're going to just take a five minute break here. Yeah. Oh, Mike. That's got me right after my strike there.
1: Yeah. Wrap up in because I want to forget that now. But it was worrying for me yesterday as well. We what were talking about obviously Tumble and, and, and Roderick and what they, 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 they can bring to the game. Again, one of my friends made a good point yesterday. I don't know what you would think about this. Was it Stevie? No, it wasn't this time. It was Martin. Martin, there you go. There's your shout out, mate. <laughs> Um, so good lads, good his, lads. Oh, good lads. So it was his view was that is Tumble someone that takes the criticism on board? So he said once someone that maybe takes it on, to heart? Yeah, I think uh, I so. Think so. I, I think
0: so. You can you can so see doesn't it doesn't take it on board and use it constructively to no, perform better. He no, takes, no. It take, takes it to yeah. heart. He
1: yeah, takes it to heart, That's the right way to put it, mate. Thanks. Um, I are making this, you know, really
0: positive point about how mentally
1: strong he is.
2: <laughs> I don't know. Mother will boys aren't I know that sensitive. Well I'm not
1: that sensitive. My question for David Tumble and I, I've Said stuff about him on This season That I, I wasn't too sure That he was going to make the grade And then he went and scored a hat-trick And I kind of ate my words on that But I'm actually now starting to think Is he a Motherwell player? No, he's, he's,
0: he's a There's no harm to Motherwell FC and, and the Steelmen But he's a better player than that standard
2: Is he a Celtic standard? I don't know Jury's out for me Okay I, I think Turnbull's a cracking player I think he could be And that's just That's not just Motherwell wise. I, th- I think he's a cracking player I think though Is he, is he a, an athlete? No He's not an athlete. Do you require a certain level of athleticism to be an Ange midfielder? Probably Definitely do. It. Is this where, um, is this where he's going to get found out then? Square peg round hole. Don't know. Don't know if it's necessarily found out, but I, th- I think he has to play as your number ten for want a better expression. Which therefore means the rest of the midfield has to be almost built round about him. Is Ange willing to do that, or is he just going to keep demanding something from David Turnbull that he can't give him? The, and a fourth? Do you mean the four three three has
0: to change to make you know, the you best know, of Turnbull? I'm, See you later, Dave.
1: I think the worrying thing for me yesterday and you made this point earlier on as well James is there was a lot of hiding from him I thought every time he got the ball he wasn't willing to try and turn and take the man on he almost looked so slow and turning on that part yesterday right every time he was getting the ball he was knocking it back there wasn't turning and facing
2: up and again you know between him we were led to believe Rogic couldn't play in those parks past couple of seasons yeah, yeah. there it was does it, does it good. there it was um, <laughs> well. but um, Turnbull had a bad knee injury as well these things undoubtedly play on players' heads. They're no, they're no robots. It's a bad day at the office. I it's hope a, ba- it's I a bad hope so. day at the office.
0: I hope so. Um, I think it's more than I, I think the most refreshing thing involved is yeah, It was a bad day at the office, but the refreshing thing was the manager didn't come out and gaslight us at the end and tell us we were unlucky or pitches or blah 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 European. He just came out and said we were terrible, and that's going to feed into the coaching plan for this week. And let's see what we're doing Thursday. Let's see what we're doing Sunday. There's no runway left. No. It's, it's, you need to go on a run of At least five or six games All wins now Well that's um, a- Maybe taking out Leverkusen and Things like that Because I think it's maybe a bonus But let's say domestically You kind of need to go Between now and December Not lose a game Not draw a game Not drop any points
2: I think um, To me It would be regarded as a success If we get to the turn of the year And we're on level games And within Say seven or eight points I think I think I'd, I'd take that Okay okay. I think that That's us still within Reasonable striking distance And by the way most likely team that we're going to be in competition with are Rangers and they are not great. They're not, they're not. They're not great. I'm not giving them much of your time on but, this but you're right, they're no, not. No, I'm saying this from the point uh, of view that they they, they look vulnerable this they're season taken. And, and if if we can string it on together I think it'd put a lot of pressure on them but I don't think it looks like we're going to be capable on
1: Things need to settle and they need to settle very quickly and that's very hard to do. This is a full new team and we're up against a team that's been together for quite a bit and that's what we need to remember but... I'm, I'm still hopeful, I really am I'm, I'm with you, I think if we're uh, sorry, I'm with yourself, I think that if we're you know, still knocking the door come come Christmas, I think that's January transfer window, if he's backed again and I know it's not all about always signing players but it's sending the right players, it's about sending this bit of quality that's going to just push you for the remainder of the season that just puts us in that driving seat.
2: Well, uh, I've got a um, Celtic Exchange exclusive breaking news that Giamakis might be fit for January
1: <laughs> <laughs> No he's, he's going to play some time on Thursday I think Well this is the worry this is so moving on to Thursday's game against Rafe Rovers um, you know they've won three of their last four I know they're a championship side but they knocked out Aberdeen to get to, to the game against ourselves one of the things I've, I look at with these games now it doesn't matter where whereabouts you're playing if you're playing a championship team you should be able to rest some players that's gone now that's gone we need to win this we need to we need to really push and try and keep this run going in the, in the cup And s- start winning it again
0: Yeah, John you in there And he'll have them fired right up There's yeah. nothing he likes more Than trying to get one over in Celtic <laughs> Special mention to David Martindale For the same regard Yeah You know, so he, th- this is no you know, Like you say, drop a couple of players You know, bring a couple of guys in To get them game time It's go out and you need to win that strong Cute beat on centre half
1: <laughs>
0: Centre forward <laughs> <laughs> I'd,
1: ho- I'd hope Giamakis starts uh, on Thursday but I, I think it might be he's on and then only for so long. You know? I,
0: th- I think uh, so. I, I, th- I can get him started and play 60 minutes, but it's maybe more likely. Angie Stelby seems to be getting him on for the last half hour, kind of thing, the last 20 minutes. So
1: The thinking is then you, you've kind of got to watch how, how much we put the team through on Thursday as well, because then you've got United at home on the Sunday and then uh, Leverkusen the following week. Yeah. And then it's Pataudry, am I right in saying, after that? Tough run. Tough run of games. Uh, with, with obviously the game against Rave Rovers, it's... We want to get back to winning ways, but also I'd like to kind of see us push for the Cups again. We've been so so used to it over the last few uh, few seasons that we've obviously went and won the, the quadruple treble and it would be great for us to just put a stamp on the trophies again because some deem them unimportant. I think it's a nice, it's, it's, it's a great way just to mark a season. Yeah, I think in a normal season, they're always important and I think
0: for any team winning creates winning habits. Yeah. You know, so the cups are important for that reason. In terms of the baubles themselves this year, I'd happily give both those trophies up to win the league. That's just where I'm at because okay. that puts us right back on track in terms of stopping any run happening from across the city. Winning creates winning habits, I'm happy about it for that reason, for the actual trophies themselves, not this year,
1: on any other year, I would be up for that. What about yourself, Miff?
2: I think we're more likely to win a huh? Cup them in the league this year That's just my, my gut feeling on it okay. I don't think we're going to be able to sustain The consistency required to win the league From what I've seen so far this season I still retain a lot of hope that But the competition can't No, no I know but, but we're already Four points behind I, I just You know to lose three, three year first six It's no screaming it uh, optimism to me But I, th- I think we'll win a cup this year I'm confident of
1: that I go
2: back to something
1: I've, I think I've said a few a few podcasts, obviously, our first bank of 11 fixtures. Some of our away games have been extremely tough. With Hearts, with Livingston, we've got Putogic coming up. And if we start to build up a bit of a run, bit of momentum, we then, after that first 11, the next 11, we're playing those games against Hearts, Livingston, which we should win at Celtic Park anyway, and the likes Aberdeen at home, and I think building a good run coming up to Christmas, I don't know. i
2: have been at, at Ibrox well, you know, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's been a tough. I think uh, the two of the losses, our Tyne Castle and Ibrox which can happen at any season and, and before then the, and the transfer window as well yeah in and the, and the Livingston defeats happened every season <laughs> we've had a defeat at Livingston every season for the past three or four so True. You, you, again you can take a step back and you can look at it like that but the facts remain six games played 1-3-0-3 three, three. it just isn't good enough
1: if the momentum builds though I think that stands in good stead though I think that kind of getting into that second but just coming up before Christmas if we're, we're pushing and pushing
2: and pushing then hopefully well with, without being overly pessimistic I think our Best chance of a trophy this year is the cups, rather than win the league. That's my, my opinion. That's fine. No bother. You're entitled to it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you Football's funny, though. Know, if, if you go and beat the United, you go and beat Aberdeen, and there's any slip up Aye, Because no, the say you go, "Oh wait a minute," like. you know. So things can, it's it's not nine points, twelve points, and stuff like that. It's you know, remember this time last year, we knew we were going. This time last year, mm-hmm. we knew the direction the team was going in. So any slip up is like there, it's there, there, it's there, there, it's there. It's not like that. And it's all it's all. Change, it's all building, it's all
2: transformation. So there's lots of reasons to be cheerful. And I and I'll also go back to a point that that I made quite close to the start around McGregor and Furyashi not being in the team. It's just it's just a different team. And and even Furiashi being at number nine, not even being on Aye. the wing, Furiashi yeah. at number nine it makes Celtic a completely different proposition. And you saw that against even against Rangers as well. As soon as he went through yeah. the middle, different There's the a chances, yeah. Different yeah. game. The the fear I
0: have with Fo now getting into the number nine role and it's it's his own is Christie isn't there to supply him Who's supplying him I think that's a, a, a problem to be addressed For when he goes back
2: Make it Johnson <laughs>
1: on, on that one Talking about the players that are missing at the moment So obviously we've got the United on This week coming to Celtic Park it's it is a good time for us to kind of take stock. Actually, some of the players that we are missing, this is affecting the fact that we're having to bring on near bton Are we still there? That's another. That's T- another testimonial podcast. guy. Aye, testimonial. Yes, he he's he he not is. like
0: kind of fourteen months off or something. No,
1: no. he's nearly no. ten years on. Jeez, oh, be the Israel national team won't it. Oh. <laughs> um, but on that one, um, James, you, you were saying you had a, a look at some of the players that we were were actually waiting to come back. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, not even, even if you just look at the, the first team, and I'll, I'll give you an idea of what that would mean as far as what you could pick for your bench. Yeah. So I've got my doubts about Julian, but he's a better centre half than who we're playing at per, uh, the present. Yeah. So you'd end up with, you know, Carter Vickers and Julian as your centre halves Taylor, again, you know, he's, he wouldn't be my first pick. I think Scale should be playing in there, but Taylor's a first pick left back at the moment and he's out. McGregor's out, which obviously, M- you know, nailed the two that are, are counting against us. It's McGregor and, and Kyogo. But, what that would mean to your second string was picking your bench from Bain, Barkas, Ralston, Wells Starfelt, Scales, Beaton, Sorrow, McCarthy, Forrest, Dembele, Giacomakis and Ajeti. Instead, you've got a collection of those guys in your first team. So you can't say it's it's not going to change you know, the, the ability t- to win games and secure tricky wins like yesterday. But all teams get injuries. It's you know This is a board issue, not an Ange and a squad issue, because they haven't signed the Depth. Because we've spent six transfer windows doing absolutely nothing. In fact, trading us trading ourselves down. Mm-hmm. So that, that's where we are. This is a Peter Law problem, if I'm going to be direct about it. And we are where we are, and we just need to fix it. To fix it, we need a board that backs the manager. To do that, we need a CEO. So we are we there, Celtic?
1: What about yourself, Myth?
2: That was very succinctly put, and I can't really offer much more than that. It is absolutely a Peter Lawwell problem. And I, I repeat what I said at the start of the podcast. The manager has not been backed He has been given players to replace the ones that have left For, um, for millions You know And again it goes back It goes back further you can, you can, How long do you want to go back? Going back to Van Dyke. Going back to Wanyama Going back to Tierney Going back to Hooper We just don't replace quality with
0: quality But money ball only works When you're constantly bringing the next guy through We just get the guy to a certain level And punt him and then go Ah there's probably a left back Kicking about somewhere to 600 grand Aye, That'll do so this doesn't work like that You've got to keep the flow going
1: They've been left even more exposed Because they've tried to keep, Kind of keep some of these big players That season longer as well And that's not really worked out I don't think typically they do that They, no, did, they, they, did, it,
0: they did it for, the, for To you know, try and get the 10 And to give him his due It's one of the only places I felt Lennon was absolutely spot on last year He said don't try and keep players against her Well he was dead against that And Lowell wanted to keep them Because I don't know He thought he was manager as well as Director of football which he was
2: allowed to be because they would appointed Lennon. So it just, yeah. goes, it just all goes back to the, you know those mistakes that we've already discussed ad nauseum on this podcast for several months now. And listen, the position we're in is not of Angie's making. No. People will talk about his tactics, people will talk about his style of play, the way he wants to play and all those different things. But the lack of options in the bench were because there isn't MD available to come in. It and can make only, a difference He can only work with what, what he's got A very glaring thing to me And going back to when we first started doing the podcast I think we're almost, we're almost at a year Now we're, we're getting up to a year Where is the young striker at Celtic That right. can come in
0: where, where is the young striker in Scotland and who's he playing for? You know, are we not, is Scotland not producing strikers at all? There's just nothing Because Celtic must have a couple of strikers knocking about And it just doesn't come through and well, they, they're, and they're, not deemed, one they're
2: not deemed in this situation With that bench named I mean the past two benches there has not been really a genuine through-the-middle attacking option that we could change to. What, what are we doing? You know, surely that's a fundamental thing. that There has to be a player in each position in the youth team or under-21s, under-20s, Colts team, B team, whatever you want to call it, that we can say, right, you're on the bench because if we need to change what happens if a J pulls a hammy? What, what do we do? And I, I, just, I just think that's that's mad. And again, is that Angie's problem? No, that that goes back to what's been going on for the past three, four years.
1: Anyway, we'll move on the this one. So just to try and kind of brighten things up, I'm going to finish today's uh, podcast today with a bit of a, a trivia for you guys, first of all. Um, so my question to you here just now is, uh, obviously we've just signed uh, the new boy, Gia, uh, Giacomakis, and he's taking the number seven shirt. Can you tell me the seven other players that have worn the number seven shirt since Henrik Larsson left?
2: I can, I can name two off the bat. Miku. One.
1: Shifty. Two. Zaravsky. Three. This could be bad for listeners. listeners yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get back to listeners. Just make yourself a cup of tea. <laughs> uh, Clues on this one. So, on loan from Man City. Paddy. Four.
2: How did not get that?
1: Arsenal. Good player. Nice Mohawk.
2: Freddie.
1: Five. Uh, not Roy, but... Robbie Keane. Yep. Yeah. And the Aussie wizard that wore number 27, first of all, but went to number seven was... Scott Mcdonald well done did he end up with sir uh, Scott uh, Mcdonald oh sorry with are junior as well but I mean that was he didn't count he best, won good game. best
2: debut I've ever seen Aye. absolutely Aye. best all, debut I've ever seen it's he all going to be phenomenal.
1: we're so excited um, and then and
2: he was like I don't know where to put you mate I <laughs> <laughs> don't know you don't fit you're not a right winger are you I, no, can't, you
1: go. I can't lump the ball 60 yards <laughs> <for you. laughs> I,
2: no, no no mate see that running beating players I want you in the boat put it in the boat <laughs> So,
1: um, another th- w- uh, bit of trivia then. This one is for you guys, the listeners. Um, so, to answer this one in chance to win... Uh, yeah, guys, no answer in here. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're safe after the last performance. Oh, <laughs> <gosh, laughs> yeah, yeah, <yeah>. you know. <laughs> <laughs> They've all stopped listening. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so, for your chance to win the Celtic home top for this season, can uh. you answer for me the team in which Celtic signed Lubomir Merafczyk from? So, that's the team in which Celtic signed... Lubomir Merafczyk. Now, all answers will be accepted. Um, Just tweet us um, on the Twitter post for this podcast and every answer will be entered into the draw and we'll announce the winner on Friday. So, yeah, So the question again there is, which team did Celtic sign Lubomir Merafczyk from? Do you want it actually sent to us in DM
0: because the first guy answers it and the rest of them answer and they're on the draw?
1: Well, yeah, it's a good shout. For following DM, the answer we will put you in the draw. Yeah, good shout, James. Thank you for that one. Um, obviously, it's been a tough week again, so two defeats, yeah, it's not something we really want to kind of sit on. Um, what would you say the, 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 your kind of final thought on this week would be for, for going forward? Just wipe your face and start
0: again. You know, there's been three poor performances, I include Ross County, as much as he won 3 now It was a poor performance. it has been Betis, which there was positives to take from, it was a poor result, and there was yesterday, which was just an absolute disaster. Wipe your face, reset, start again. Let's see what personnel come back is a question. You know, we need you know, cause, Going to actually be playing Come Thursday Come Sunday that, That'll tell us a bit more But if it's the same squad As started yesterday Reset start again
1: Okay Nice one What about yourself Miff?
2: Probably not all Doom and gloom There's, there, there are positives in there Albeit yesterday was fairly grim I'm going on Thursday So I'm looking forward to Looking forward to seeing What team we put out in the park And hopefully If Jim Marcus is playing it'll, it'll be good to see him See what he's got to offer
1: Nice one guys Well as I said um, Obviously, there's still a long way to go to this season. We really need to find our feet fast enough. As fans, we'll always continue to back the team, but we need them to up their game, in my opinion. It's uh, been a pleasure posting this week. As I mentioned earlier on, a big happy birthday to the King of Kings in Larson. Thanks to yourself, Miff and Jamie, for joining me on today's show. And as always, thanks to you guys for listening. If you're enjoying what we do, please continue to support us by subscribing to all our channels available. And remember, you can now find links to all podcasts, blogs, and social media at thecelticexchange.com. Thanks for listening and we'll see you again next week.
0: Network.